My next guest is a longtime friend. He's a graduate of the University of Washington before he attended Harvard Business School and its prestigious executive program. I have known him for over two decades. We go all the way back to the Master P days. And he's received industry awards like the Pioneer Award from the African American Film Critics Association, the Game Changer Achievement Award from Uptown Magazine and Kia Motors, Ebony Power 150, I was there when he received that honor, and Black Enterprise Top 50 Power Brokers. He is the president of Cold Black Films, Laugh Out Loud, and Heartbeat Digital. That's Kevin Hart. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation. I call him a dear friend because he really is Jeff Clanagan. Hey, thanks for shining. And first, I want to say congratulations on two years with the show. Uh, it's very inspirational. You've given out a lot of good information that people really need. People, a lot of people need direction, especially if you're being an entrepreneur. So I just want to say first, congrats on the show. Well, two thank you. In. Thank you. It's been amazing, man, because, uh, you know, I started the show on a humbug, just six weeks of promotion. You came on my show, supported me, and uh, and just, just showed me. And I was at the early stages of developing the whole digital platform, Kevin Hart and uh, Laugh Out Loud. Where are we at and all that? Because I know at the time you was about to get his own uh, XM channel and all those things. So where are we at? And that f- just update me a little bit on what, what's happening in the Kevin Hart world and also the cold black world. So the Kevin Hart world where I'm involved is really his his digital platforms. Mm-hmm. Laugh Out Loud is a digital act. Now when I say digital, here's the thing. The reality, <laughs> this digital space, or what, let's call it the streaming space, which yes, is probably sir. a term that everybody has heard, mm-hmm. changes every six months. The model, the business model changes every six months. So when you start out, when we started out a couple of years ago, the model has entirely changed. When we started out, wow. it was going to be subscription video on demand. Which right. Subscription is like Netflix. You pay five ninety nine for on demand. Mm-hmm. But now what's happening, you've got Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, You've got Disney coming to the game. You've got Warner. At the end of the day, a consumer's only going to subscribe to so many subscriptions. And so, so what's happened is there's been a, in a literally in the last three to four months, mm-hmm. there's been a huge shift towards advertising video on demand, which is for the consumer is good news because that means you get to watch content for free. There you go. Now there are ads that are fed, not in not in the same rate or manner that you see on traditional linear TV, but the model is now. AVOD, which we call it linear digital because it's not it's not on linear television. It's still streamed through the internet, but there are these platforms like if you got Voodoo or Roku or Pluto or Tubi, you, you, you have these platforms that are embedded in flat televisions, and then you can pick and choose where you want to watch the content. So our model right now from a distribution is we're locking in distribution with all of these platforms because that's where the the new streaming is going to the new market streaming is going to be at, and once you aggregate all those different platforms, you can reach anywhere from seventy five to one hundred million people in the same way that traditional cable can. Right, but you're selling uh, cost per point and advertising things like that. It really is. It really is amazing because I remember when uh, when Jeff and I when he first was talking about the launch, he said I, I sent him some um, some shows I had created, and then all of a sudden when the show launched, I didn't hit his age demo. Because you, like I say, it just keeps shifting, and then it became a subscription base. Now, but now, now, does that mean now that you uh, have a uh, a sales team tied to the uh, to the brand? Uh, yes, because now our sales team, though, what we do is go out and sell very targeted brand partnerships. So, for example, our biggest show, which is the biggest, literally the biggest show, sports show on the internet, is Cold as Balls, which is Kevin's interview show. Mm-hmm. Now that's 
tied to a that's tied to a brand Old Spice. So there was a direct relation for Old Spice. They came on as a presenter for the show, and we've had other brands tied into it. Like we also we just did it. We just rolled out a campaign with AT&T, so we're doing branded campaigns. Mm-hmm. But when we're on these advertising video demand platforms, they have their own sales team and they're feeding their own ads. So our job, which is which is great, is really just to drive eyeballs to our content, which is something we you know we're very good at doing. Right, or <laughs> the very that's really the visionary part of our. Of you, you know, because I, I know that, first of all, I'll just tell you something about Jeff. Very humble, low-key, always thinking, always thinking. I know that my relationship started with Master P, but it picked back up from Steve Harvey because he was the first one that understood the value of stand-up comedy and started knocking on all the stand-up comics' doors and saying, hey, you should do a DVD special. You should do a DVD comedy special. And that really laid the groundwork for you starting to get content, right? A hundred percent. That starting to do those specials and then right at the cusp of, you know, when we started, I think our first one with Steve, I think that was a VHS, but we, we quickly moved into DVDs, but being right there when the whole DVD phenomenon started. Mm-hmm. And see, so I kind of like it right now is right now streaming is the new, is a new DVD. Right. Because how, how are you delivering content directly to the consumer and it's through a streaming platform? Now, here's the interesting part, because it's so funny, because I can just see us crossing platform eras, because VHS, because we were still doing, we would go to, like, uh, record stores. And I remember we were going to Chicago, and, and it was doing the record stores up there to, to, to push out the, the VHS, and also to push out the DVD when it came out. And so now the fact that, and it's not that long ago, it's really, it's not that far long ago that all this was happening, the fact that now, you know, everything's tied to streaming, and the, and the platforms of competition are so incredible. That's what you're saying is that, you know, we could charge, but then you're competing with so many people who have giant promotional buckets where they can just keep selling and selling and selling, and it can tell people to undervalue your opportunities that would be available on your digital platform. Correct, Jeff? That, that is 100% correct. See, here's, a, now here's an interesting, you know, the interesting thing about Hollywood, you know, you're looking at the trades every day and reading all those articles, Everybody's talking about S-Pod streaming. What they don't do is you travel, I travel, so you know what it's like in middle America. You've right. been to Tulsa, Oklahoma, right. Freeport, Louisiana. Now, we kind of have an understanding of what the consumer's appetite for. Now, they're not reading all these articles and stuff that's coming out. So when you start bombarding them with uh, Hulu Plus and Netflix and all of a sudden, they're like, wait, 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 I got a cable. I got rabbit ears. I watch my TV because it's too much for middle America. And that's where I, I think the SBOT subscription is going to implode that because it's a bunch of executives in, in tech companies in the Bay Area, in LA, Boston, New York, talking about this. And we're rolling out streaming. We're rolling out streaming. But they really are not in touch with the consumer or middle America in terms of what actually is that consumer going to subscribe to? How many how many subscriptions is that going to person have? Because it's not just the TV stuff. It's like that person may be subscribing to Spotify for their music or Spotify right. or something else. Or right. Other subscriptions. So there's more. That, it's more than just the streaming content because there's other subscriptions that that person is probably subscribing to. That's that's really a. I always enjoy talking to Jeff because I know that well, him and I really can talk about the business side and also talk about the visionary opportunities that are out there. But the one thing you have to realize is that you have to be ready for change. And that's all you're saying in this, in this first break is that, 
hey, you can't be locked down saying, I'm going to be a diehard. I'm a subscription guy. This is where we're going to ride it out. This has been my business model. You have to be have a flexible business model, correct? A hundred percent. That that is my motto. The bike's model has to be flexible, <laughs> and you can't be afraid to move. You cannot be afraid to move away from what you started on doing because the market and the consumer is going to basically drive your business model. I, I'm like, the consumer controls your brand because the consumer is going to tell you what they want, how they feel about your brand, and how they want to consume content. And you cannot dictate or change consumer. The advertising is no longer one way like it used to be. The consumer is going to tell you how they want their content. You got to be flexible with your model. Cool. Uh, we'll be right back with more from my man, Jeff Kalanigan. Um, wow. We're going to talk about something when we come right back, his summer internship mentor program. That's important, but also some upcoming original programs and projects in development. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. You're listening to Money Making Conversations. And I'm talking to Jeff Klanigan, uh, a couple of film, a couple of companies we're discussing the Cold Black Film and Cold Black Digital, a film production and distribution company dedicated to super serving the black community worldwide. I want to bring that up first because, you know, a lot of people understand the value of niche programming, the value of knowing your market share and building on that. A lot of people say, I want to be general market. But you understood your market share and you built your base on it, which allows you to have a, a stronger voice and become an authority, correct? A hundred percent. Actually, when I came up with the name Code Black, you should, when I first was sitting meetings, like even when I first went to Lionsgate, at a market, say, are you sure you don't want to change your name? I'm like, well, I mean, what's the problem? Does it make you... <laughs> Are you are you uncomfortable with the name? Because if you are, that's that's probably a bigger cause. And it's a movement right now with what I, I say the awareness and unapologetically black and, and so now my name is the cold black name is cool now because everybody's with it. But before I used to get a lot of pushback because they were just uncomfortable right. having right. that conversation. It was just uncomfortable right. with the name. Right. Right, they couldn't figure it out. They couldn't figure it out. What is he talking about? Is he is he is he not understanding the overall goal of Lionsgate or any company that you sat down and we all know the Lionsgate did the multi million dollar deal with Tyler Perry. So they got on board real quick there, Jeff Clanigan. <laughs> Absolutely. They got on they got on board. They got they totally got on board. It was very important. Let's talk about this summer internship program that you have before we start talking about your original productions and projects and development. Okay, I've been doing this for probably the last five years. And what I do, one of the things that I, when I talk to high school students and, and college students, I'm a very big advocate of the opportunities. For one, I push entrepreneurship, but also with social media, because these kids, the first thing they do when they wake up on their phones is they don't go to www. something. They hit that Instagram, they hit the Facebook, they hit the Twitter. They're going to their social. So I'm like, look. You guys are on your social media four or five hours a day. Figure out how to make money with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Because you know what? That is the perfect college job to have because you can you can basically work out of your dorm room. You can do your own time. So what it is, I started with my daughter like maybe five or six years ago, and I because she's on social. I said, look, you got to go to college. You're going to pay part of your way to college. I'm not going to do that, Daddy, because I'm going to teach you how to make money with the social media. And so what happens is that I taught her, so she started managing Facebook pages, and at that time, there were, you know, you could sell ads. Over, so she was making money on Facebook. But then I said, okay, look, now you got to take it a step further. 
go to the school. You got, and you're at the college at, at, at Arizona State. Go mm-hmm. to the different schools because every the business school, the art school, the marketing, they all have social media cats. Go tell them, hey, look, let me work your social media for free because you're not doing nothing. Mm. Most colleges don't have the resources to do it. Go to the sports program. Go, so she started doing that. All of a sudden, she got hired on in the TV department. That? So she started doing social media because these colleges don't have the resources to do it, and they're always looking for um, they're looking for people to help them market because social media is really the holy grail for marketing for people. So if you learn the skill of social media, you can always get a job work. There's always going to be work, but that's the perfect college job because you don't have any hours. You work your own hours. So I, I'm a big advocate. So I take five students every summer and I, I put them through kind of like a boot camp of social media. So they, they're working on accounts. Um, they have to read books. They got to read articles. They got to do a presentation every week. So they, they, it's actually like a boot camp. Wow. Why they're working and, and they're getting paid doing it. Hey, Jeff, let me ask you this. So has it started already or are you, are you, it's, it's a campaign you put in place annually? How does that work? Because this is really, you know me, I'm Mr. Creative here, so. <laughs> no, it has started. Like, we started our summer because uh, July 1st, so we just started. So um, the kids just started. Because That's great. So this was in place. So next year, let's say December, November, November, December, get with Lou Rashawn and say, hey, Rashawn, this is what we're going to do. And let's just start doing a digital campaign. Because really, the reason I'm saying that is that you are a brand and you're doing something that's very significant. And actually, the technique of working for free to develop your resume is something I always preach. And I always tell people, your value is not always tied to how much you make. It's it's tied to how much you know. And if you know something, then people will pay pay for that value. And so that's what you're preaching here. And you told your daughter to do the same thing. Look, I got you covered. But look here. In the meantime, go learn the skill set and show value out there. Once you show that value and develop it, then guess what? You're going to get paid. Now you have this, this, this mentoring program that you do every summer, five students. How do you go through the process of, of, of reaching these students? Okay, so now, now this one you're probably going to laugh at, but it's actually true because you probably don't know. I am the co-head track and field coach at Calabasas High School. And I coach track and field. Okay. And so you probably you probably go like, what? Do you have time to do that? It's <laughs> something I've been doing for four or five years. And so I coach track and field. I used to be a track and field athlete. You know, I went to school football. But so because I'm around these high school students all the time, I a lot of time I'm picking out of that that or a referral. Mm-hmm. But I coach kids. And so, like for example, I just had my my class, my first class graduated. I placed five athletes. On scholarships, and actually, the reason I went to Miami was to go check in one of my athletes at the University of Miami. Mm. So I just graduated five athletes. They all got, they all got full ride scholarships. Um, and so a couple of my athletes are in the program, but because I'm around the the youth, whether it's one of my athletes or somebody at the school, or hey, my cousin, my friend, mm-hmm. but a lot of times I'm getting inbound because everybody knows I'm doing it. Wow. Wow. But, so, but, to, but to your point, though, here's the thing. With this program, they don't have to be in L.A. They just need computer, high-speed Internet. They can be anywhere. And Because I have had people, I've had people, like I had a person in New York before. I had a person in um, Atlanta before. So it, it, it's kind of like friends and friends referrals to people know I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And I would love to do a, a campaign to do kind of a national search 
and spread it out across the country. Absolutely. I, th- I just think you should do that. I think that it's important that you're, because you're always, to me, like an unknown star, you know, because you know I'm a, you're a background guy just like me. But boy, you out there making it happen. Like I said, putting students in school, four-ride scholarships, as well as running the digital content on Code Black. Always a game changer. Now, you have some other projects. We're going to talk off air about the uh, about the mentoring program because that's something I want to get with my staff, with your staff, and they'll, they'll work it out. And then you and I come back because I'm also managing Stephen A. Smith, handling all his marketing, branding, and his social media. That's why it's been exploding. And he's off. He dropped a viral video every every week because I, I understood the conversation I had with him. When I say him, I'm talking about Jeff Clanagan is a genius when it comes to the whole branding aspect of streaming digital content development. Now, you got a couple of upcoming original productions and you have some projects in development. Tell us about those. Cold as Balls, What the Fit, Doris Payne, and Fly Girl. Okay, so, it, we're, like we're playing Tuesday, two clients I have coming up under, which are Kevin Hart branded or under Laugh Out Loud, is we're doing the second season of What the Fit, which is basically a fitness show, um, entertainment show with Kevin and celebrities, and that's gonna that's a YouTube or that's a YouTube original production. It's only one of, I think they only have three original productions going. It's a big production with TV like budget, right? So that's the next thing we're shooting that in September, and then we're also shooting our next cycle of Cold as Balls in August, which actually we got to get Stephen A. Smith up. <laughs> we got to get Kevin up. So those are the next two Kevin Hart um, digital. Those shows live on YouTube. Those are very YouTube-specific. Mm-hmm. On the feature film side, the, mm-hmm. the, pot, the two projects that I'm most excited about, because I haven't really got to, in my career, produce these kind of projects, is I have the life story right. And if you're listening, you can just Google her. Her name is Doris Payne. She's a notorious uh, jewel thief. She's probably 88 years old now. Um, and she she was a jewel thief. She, went, she basically went around the world and stole millions of diamonds. Um, mm-hmm. and, she did, and, she, and she started it because of, um, it was an impulse because of her economic, because this is back in like in, in the 50s and 60s, and Tessa Thompson is attached to star in it. That, that's the one I'm really excited about because there's a lot of buzz on it. Like I said, oh, you, you got Google, Tessa Thompson, come Google on now. George Payne, you'll see all kind of, all kind of stuff um, on her. She's re- really, really well known. Now, I got a minute left here. Fly Girl. Now, I've been knowing about Fly Girl. I actually was approached by the new Fly Girl. That's been, out, that's, that's been out there for a minute. How did you gain possession of that project, and what's the future of it? Um, so, so, basically, I was able to go after the book series. There's a free book series, and I, and I optioned the book series. It went through a lot of development. We, had, we went through a lot of scripts trying to figure out what to do with it, so... At this point right now, we're developing it into a trilogy. Right. Uh, we're probably going to do it as a TV trilogy movie or a series because we have a lot of big streamers that are interested in it because of the success of the book sales, and that's the direction we're going with it right now. Right. Well, my man, Jeff, uh, appreciate you. Uh, I know you pulled on the side of the road doing your thing. Uh, I'll be out in L.A. Uh, next week, actually, because I'm doing, uh, you know, I got the contract for the Air National Guard where I do all the marketing and branding in all 50 states, so... Uh, if you're in town, I'm going to give you a call, drop you on the text line, find out if you're available, because sure, I'll be like out there all next week. Okay, let's make up. Okay, my brand. Be safe, and thank you for this interview. Appreciate you, Jeff Clanagan.